I'm Young and Pruned. And welcome to Old and Dusty. My name's Anthony. My name's Ashley. And we are siblings. And today we're going to be talking about Doug, episode one, season one. Specifically the original Doug. There is actually the Doug Disney that is different, actually. There's a new Doug? Well, no, no. They had Doug on Nickelodeon. Yeah. And then had Doug on Disney Channel. Oh. So they're actually different. Oh. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, I looked it up. Um, speaking of looking it up, it was released in 1991. So uh, we were both toddlers. Uh, toddlers? I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, hang on. <laughs> 91. Wait, excuse, me. excuse me. I was a toddler. <laughs> and I, I was, was an infant. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. Ninety-one, eighty-nine. That's right. That's right. Um, okay. Do you want to, uh, do you want to give a summary of the episode or do you want me to give a summary of the episode? Um, yeah, I can do it. Okay. So basically the show starts out, uh, it's Doug and his family are in a car. They're moving. So it's him, his mom and his sister, Judy, mm-hmm. and they're moving to this new town. Um, was it it's Bluffdale, right? Bluffington. 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 Yeah. It's bluff. Yes. Um, yes. So anyway, they they move. Um, uh, then they uh, they're they're moving things around. The movers are moving things around, and then uh, his mom is like, "Oh, we're hungry. Go ahead and get us some food." And Doug and his dog Porkchop get on the bike, and they're about to go, and they run into. Um, I'm terrible with names. Help me. They run into, uh, oh, the Mr. Mr. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he makes them sit down and watch this stupid video of welcome to, you know, whatever the heck it is. Right. Uh, and then he's like, oh, yeah, there he goes. What a burger. So then he goes to the burger place and then uh, tries to go get some burgers. They have no idea what he's saying because he's speaking English. <laughs> and apparently that's not what they speak at this burger place. Yes. Then the best character of the show, Skeeter, rolls up and was like, oh, let me help you. So then they're chilling, waiting on their food. And then he runs into Roger, who we'll talk about later, but his character design is just amazing. Yes. Anyway, so he's a bully. And he's like, hey, you got ketchup on my shoe. So now you're going to do something for me. New so suede just, shoes. New his suede. new suede. You're right. Because mm-hmm. you know what? You can't get that out. No. It's not happening. No. So he's like, all right, you're going to go ahead and go down by the river. No, it wasn't a river. It was like a lake. Mm -hmm. And you're going to find, you're going to bag a nematode. Apparently it's this mythical creature that lives there. And uh, he tells him to, you know, cook like a chicken and uh, has him doing that for a good hour or whatever, just because he's a bully. He's being an Mm -hmm, a-hole. And ends up happening is Doug realizes they're making fun of him. He feels bad about it. And then the other best person of the show, Porkchop, actually looks like an nematode and scares the crap out of Roger. And so what ends up happening is he made a new friend with Skeeter. Uh, 
the end of the episode, Roger is sitting there trying to find his own nematode. And um, he also ran into the love interest of the show, mm-hmm, Patty mm-hmm. Mayonnaise. That's correct. Right. Uh, that is a summary, I think. It's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's a great summary. Um, my only uh, edit is is one of the things I, I've been working on over the last few years is trying to use less ableist terms um, or non-ableist terms, rather. And stupid is a ableist term. Oh, right. Um, so the video I would describe is um, boring uh, Bluffington propaganda, <laughs> if we want to be more specific. No, that is absolutely correct. <laughs> Thank you. Um, of course, of course. Um, yeah. And you know, the thing is, so watching this episode, you know, when we when we did the pilot of, of the show, um, one of the things we realized is how old these shows were in terms of in comparison to our age. And so uh, watching it, I don't remember, I remember that episode, but I don't remember him moving. Like I thought Doug funny, like he just was there, you know, but it opens with a map and on the map, it was cute. It had diphthong, which is like a type of sound your mouth like, well, it's a type of sound that can be found in words and your mouth makes it in a specific way. Um, and I was like, what? It's so weird that they put in little, not weird, it's funny that they put in little things that you likely wouldn't see because when it aired, there wasn't DVR, there wasn't streaming, there wasn't whatever. So you couldn't pause it, you know, it was just on TV. So it's like really quick and you're not going to see it. So looking at that map, I was like, oh, like he, <laughs> what made me laugh is he had a little diary like Moesha. And so like it, <laughs> writing in the diary, you know, was the external, uh, the well, it was his internal monologue, but it was the voiceover. Um, so that was really cute, you know, because he, he also fantasized a lot. He had like two, I think, nightmares and then like one fantasy, like one with him and Patty and then the nightmares were like him making a fool of himself and being like kicked out of town and all this and I was like wow they yeah he's he's an imaginative imaginative kid um so yeah great summary great summary um the thing that really stuck out for me in that episode were the beats Ashley let's talk about the beats are you kidding are you kidding why were there so many beats in that episode I like beats I do but I actually I'm not particularly a big fan of beats, but I do understand, you know, like I, I understand that beats are are can be great. But what was odd to me, so the 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 restaurant had like it was like burgers, shakes, fries, and beets. Like it said it specifically had beets. And I if I remember, you know, beets was a thing in the show, as was um killer tofu, you know, that was the song. Oh, yeah. by, the song is yeah, a rock band. Uh the band was the song was Killer Tofu. The band was something beats. Um, oh, maybe. I think, I don't know. Or maybe the band remember. was Killer Tofu. But either way, for... No, the song was Killer Tofu, because I remember it. I'm not going to try and sing it, but I remember it. <laughs> Killer Tofu! Um, <laughs> yeah, something like it. that. Yeah. And But the thing is... Um, Beats, there, there was a line, I took a note. Um, one, Skeeter sounded more congested and nasally than I remember him sounding, but I still love him. Mm-hmm. Um, two, he said, first Doug said, wow, we never get beats at home. Um, and, and for folks listening, we're talking about B-E-E, B-E-E? I was like, did I do three E's? B-E-E-T-S, beats the fruit. Uh, well, the- Wait, the... B-E-T? What? <laughs> Yes, Black Entertainment Television. That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So we're talking about beets, the food, uh, the root vegetable, I believe. It um, is a root vegetable. You're correct. It is uh, also a very good vegetable. It's just underrated. 
yes, I, and it's got a beautiful color. But he says, wow, we never get beets at home. And then Skeeter says, why? They're nature's candy, don't you know? <laughs> Girl, I was like, is this beet propaganda? Like, what is, like, is this, what, is it a, is all of Doug just a commercial for kids to eat more beets? It just was so fun. Like, so, it's like somebody was like, these beets, beets are underrated in, in, you know, the world today. We're going to feature it prominently in this cartoon. Because he really... Porkchop got a whole plate of beets and he's like, oh, a vegetarian dog. And he's like, it's just a phase. And then he popped the, you know, Skeeter popped the beet in his mouth. Like it was just like, I don't know. Like it was, you know, the thing is, I, as you know, I'm, I'm pre-diabetic. And so, and over the last few months, I've been changing my diet. So one of the things that I do have uh, as a dessert is frozen berries. And it reminded me of that. Like I'll be having my frozen berries, like they are candy because that's one of the, or they don't have to be frozen. They could be fresh, but it's easier to buy them, you know, frozen in advance, but he ate them. Like, it was just like, you know, like he just popped it in his mouth. Ashley, what is, what's with the beats? They set that up in episode one and I, I respect that, but what's with the beats? Well, you know, the thing is, though, is that's not even the only time that appears in the episode. No. Because when Doug goes down there to go bag a uh, nematode, Mm -hmm. he has a bag that says beets on it. Yep. Several of them, actually. I guess there's a lot of nematodes. I I mean, I don't know. We're not talking about by Dre. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) I was waiting for that. Yeah, yeah, no, he had a whole beat bag. So it was, it was, it was very interesting. Um, and then since we're, you know, on the topic still of Skeeter, um, he said short for mosquito. It's a family name. I was like, what? What? <laughs> mosquito, mosquito is a family name? What? Um, and the music changed. So not only this is really interesting, right? So he has like the cool guy clothes and the music changed when Skeeter came up and he used the like lingo from the town in that restaurant to order the, the burgers and fries, which was very interesting to me, by the way, for two reasons. One, because Doug was sent by the family. I think it was the dad, but you said the mom. I can't quite remember. One of the parents sent him oh, yeah. to go get the yeah. food. They're like, we're hungry. Get on your bike and find some food. Like what? Like this is, a, it didn't make any sense to me that, that, that they sent the kids to go do it but he also had the the order memorized he was like three this and four that and two this and i was like salmon burger and i was like wait what i was like wow you just you you really know your family you know you didn't even ask him what they wanted and this is pre-cell phone so it's not like he could have called um but you know but looking at skeeter the the other thing i noticed is so you know i think most people agree that skeeter's black right what I think was particularly interesting about Skeeter being black with his blue skin is that he um, he had a lightning bolt t-shirt. And I, I don't know if you've realized this, but a lot of the black superheroes throughout time, Static Shock and a, a bunch of other ones, mm-hmm. have electricity powers. So it's so I'm like, mm. <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is very interesting because Skeeter, I don't think it was on purpose, but Skeeter had, you know, his little his little lightning bolt t-shirt. And I'm like, all the Negroes, anytime they have a superpower, except for like the Black Green Lancer, and a lot of times it's electricity. So I just thought it was a funny little thing. Yeah. And uh, going back to Skeeter being Black, Mm because we all know that that's true. Correct. I shouldn't have been surprised, but I looked up his voice actor and I was surprised. (laughs) I was just, I was horrified. Oh, to find no. out that it was definitely not a black person that played Skeeter, um, no. which of course, duh. But in yeah. my mind, I just kind of thought that. 
Yeah, he also, his nose, the nose shape and the nose shapes in general, I was like, I bet you they didn't necessarily intend for him to be black or maybe someone on the team did, but I don't know that everyone did, but I know that we and everyone else agrees that that's, that's a Negro. Um, so it was funny to look at him and hear this voice and be like, oh yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad Skeeter showed up. And that makes me, I, I, I so Patty Mayonnaise. Yes. How do you- Mayonnaise. Patty Mayonnaise, what do you think she is uh, racially, ethnically? Oh, man. Okay. So for folks who haven't seen Doug, Skeeter is blue. Doug is like usual white people color, like kind of like a peachy, uh, kind of peach, I guess, you know. Um, and his sister's actually kind of brown, not like brown, but his sister's kind of orange. His no, she's straight up orange. Yeah, his sister's darker than, she's than him. She's straight up orange. And I, I, Patty, I'm, I don't know. Like, for some reason, I don't want to say white. So this is the thing about me, Ashley. I don't know if we ever talked about this as kids, but I always, always read, um, and I don't know if you're going to hear this, but Apple snoring in the background, but I always read Patty Mayonnaise as a mixed girl, something about her having that blonde hair and like the brownish skin, you know, it was always a mixed girl. And I think that before online, I've seen, I think some people took her as like a Latinx character. That's what I was going to say, but I was like, no, not really. And she could also be both because they're not mutually exclusive you know so you could be afro-latino but it's um yeah i i something about the that i don't know i just remember growing i was like that's a mixed girl (laughs) you know i was like that's that's a mixed girl like it just is she's black but she's a mixed girl um and i actually when she spoke i didn't realize she sounded like tree trunks you remember from tree trunks from adventure time oh the little elephant yeah, um, actually, she might. Be, no, no, I don't remember. I, I looked at all these voice actors because I was like, oh, what are they doing now? But oh, yeah. I don't think uh, she was a nurse Jackie. That was, that's her, the voice actor. Oh, interesting. OK. Yeah. Um, you know what, though, thinking about it now, her voice. Uh, well, OK, I'm going to open up a, a whole nother can of worms here, but just open it so, so I can get to my other point here. So. The whole reason why I knew there's a difference between the original Doug and Disney's Doug is because um, I looked it up because I was trying to remember, you know, because I actually, even though we didn't have Disney, I remember later on watching those. So I was looking at it and in the the, uh, description, it says, this is for Disney's Doug. Mm -hmm. Doug turns 12 and starts middle school. Mm-hmm. How old was Doug in the original one? You're saying he was in grade school? He You're wasn't. saying that they took their grade school son to ride a bike all the way to go get food for everybody? In a town that has a population of 20,001. And Doug was like, I guess I'm the one. One. <laughs> That's odd. And I, I mean, I always thought he was like, I don't know, maybe like a freshman or in middle school himself. At like, least. I, like, but I, I remember, and maybe that's because we were so young when we watched it, but I don't remember. He didn't, none of that felt like elementary school. I mean, the bullying did, but that also happens in high school. But Roger, though, to me, does not feel like a elementary school bully. Can you- not a grade school bully. He's got a leather jacket on. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he's constantly squatting. 
constantly. And All the time. Because he's so tall, Ashley, I realized for him to be on the same eye line as Doug and other characters, he has to squat. But he's perpetually in a squat. That man must have quads and, and glutes and all of it of steel. He also seems like he either is an adult, <laughs> you That's know, or like, like got held back a grade or something. <laughs> I wasn't sure what was happening because he was just too big. And he's like green. He's like neon green. And I wrote, Ashley, I was like, does he have jaundice? Like what? Like what's happening? Is he, he looks like an alligator. He does. He does it's look really, like an it's alligator. It's really sad. I. It's really sad. Definitely, he's giving amphibian, which is unfortunate. I'm just like, what? Can someone check on Roger? Is is everything okay at home? Is he okay? But I did. I the thing I didn't realize as a kid is he set up in the introduction as as Doug's foil, right? And in the in the sense that he even has a, like a cat, right? Like, and Doug has a dog, and so mm-hmm. like they're like from the beginning, you know that they're going to be rivals. But the whole thing with like the whole thing with Roger being like, you have to bag a nematode, and he was laughing. I was like, girl, this isn't even that funny. He's just cacawing, like, and maybe maybe to kids it is. But I was like, yeah. it's not. It wasn't even that good of a prank. Um, the, the whole time I was watching it, I was sitting there thinking, this would only be like bullying if he filmed it and put it all over Instagram. Yeah, because then, it was then it would feel like it was like actual bullying. Yeah, Not because it was should have happened. But. It was Skeeter and I think three friends, you know, like three like lackeys. And so it wasn't even like a big group of people. Oh no, uh, Skeeter wasn't there. Skeeter, excuse me, uh, Roger. Um, yeah. It was Roger and a group of friends, not Skeeter. And so it was like, it wasn't even that embarrassing. He just was cacawing, you know, because he was like, that's the mating call. I was like, this is so funny, but I wish I wish bullying in this world was that simple and that, you know, like that tame because we would have a much kinder world, you know? And he's like, he fell for the old nematode gag. And I was like, who wrote this? Y'all are old. Like that's not a that's not a that's that's not a mm-mm. that's not a thing. You know what I mean? Like that's mm-mm. not a thing. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, Roger got held back like four grades, apparently. I would say, oh, he was just hanging out at the you know the burger spot for shits and giggles. But no, later in the series, he's in the school. Yep. So somebody, I mean, I don't know. It's like. Uh, Oh, screw it. I was thinking of that stupid movie where it's the old dudes that actually go to high school. What is that called? Is it let me the, later? Is it step? Is it not Step Brothers? Is it with? Is it like a Will Ferrell movie? No. Um. Well, no. Will Ferrell isn't in it. They they remade it. Um. I don't remember. They remade it. Had Ice Cube in it for some reason. Um. It was actually really funny. It was. It'll hit me later. <laughs> I'm so upset. But basically, that's Roger. He's an old ass man that's in grade school for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. And the Disney Doug, he's 12. He turns 12. So he's that's 10? I, Is he that, 11? What? I, it doesn't make sense. It I had so sense. many questions. But you know what's interesting about it is he moved, right? They moved to Bluffington. And it reminded me of us moving to Vacaville because there was a cow and we literally grew up in Cowtown. Mm-hmm. And then the dad worked at the Busy Beaver department store, uh, which I thought of as, as a photographer, right? Which I thought of as like JCPenney. Yep. Um, and then I was like, yeah, mom worked in Mervyn's, you know, like that, like it is what it is. Like that's what we were doing. So I, it, it did when they saw the cow and the mama said when they're they're moving the furniture in the beginning of the episode the mama said um 
excuse me, isn't the furniture supposed to be inside? Because <laughs> the furniture Wait. was just outside on the lawn. Why is Doug's mom the most soft-spoken woman I've ever heard in my life? I listen. She... Like I was like, "Wait, is this up enough? Let me turn it up." Because she's like, "Um, actually, Doug, can you go ahead and get um some burgers?" And then <laughs> it's like, "What?" Mrs. Funny is giving ASMR. It's, she was yeah. Yeah, so um, if you can get the burgers for me, that'd be great. Like, oh, all, all right, all right. <laughs> and they moved next door to the Dinks, um, who were purple, I noted. Um, and then, so the thing about the Dinks is the 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 man Dink, right? Um, D-I-N-K. Um, he was just, he, he made him, he has a high-tech gadget that's very expensive that he made him watch the video on Doug. Um, but he called him Douglas. Hey, Douglas. <laughs> Wait, like, let's go back to the high-tech device. Oh, let's go back. The device was a box, like a little tiny box the size of like my mouse, right? Yes. And why did that thing build up and turn and spread out into a giant TV? I, I don't know. And then when he tried to reduce it back down, it wasn't the original size anymore. It was this bigger box. <laughs> And then the wife was just like, all right, dear. And I, actually I wrote in my notes, I wrote cishet couples seem so miserable because the thing is she was like, you know, he was all, oh yeah, dog and this. And she was like, slow down, dear. <laughs> you know, like you don't want to overexcite him. Like, I was like, does she love this man? Like what, you know, that, and it made me think of how like, uh, what's that show like? Love and marriage, love and marriage, all together like pizza. You know married, that old. No, well, I forgot what it's called. But that old white married people, with children. Married with children. Yeah. There's so many shows representation specifically of white couples because that's most of what TV is, where like the the wife or the husband really hate each other. And I'm like, dang, like, does anybody like being married? You know. And I know the divorce rate is very high in this country, but watching them, I was like that man seems happy but that woman you know outside of her being deadpan she also just didn't seem very excited to be with that that man and his gadgets did you think she was black you know i did i did okay good i didn't think he was black but i thought she was black oh yeah no no it was definitely just her like she just i yeah she reminds me of a uh high school science teacher i had one time just very 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 kind of deadpan like that <laughs> um like just like a like an older an older black teacher that's just like over it yep <laughs> you know what yep. i mean like that's what i got from her yeah and in the video they showed there was robert bob white the mayor and he had a little country accent and i was like he is very much a politician and it reminded yep. me a little bit of bush actually bush bush uh junior not senior really you got bush Oh, okay. I, I was thinking senior, actually. Old, old Bush? Yeah, I was thinking. That's kind of what I got from him. I was thinking D.W. Um, w. Yeah, but... No, but I was the, thinking H.W. Bush. That's what I was thinking. But I mean, both the same, that accent, the whole deal, like... Yeah, it was the enthusiasm, yeah. you know? Um, oh, it yeah. was the... And, and just, yeah. I That's so funny that we both thought Bush, though. Um, so maybe that was the reference they were going for. I think so. Wait, wait, okay, wait, yeah, that was 91. So yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just, I'm still hung up over the whole Mosquito as a family name. I know we covered that, but Mosquito as a family name. I just want to make sure that that's. Well, and since we're back in the restaurant now, right? Okay, yes, we're there. 
Porkchop not only went to the cell, <laughs> the gag, right, was that he was like, let me handle this. And he ordered all the things. He's like, two moo-moos, da-da-da-da, all this, right? And then he was like, how do I get an order for the salad bar? And he's like, one order for the salad bar. And so the gag was like, that's the easy thing. But then Porkchop is at the salad bar getting these beats. And I was like, and he's walking, right? So already uh, Porkchop doesn't speak, although there is one episode where I think there's like a dream sequence or something. Yeah, there is. But, but typically Porkchop doesn't speak outside of like barking, right? He doesn't speak human, you know, English. He doesn't speak English, but he's walking and I'm like, I have a dog. You have two dogs. They're not allowed in food establishments. You can't go into restaurants. You can go into sometimes. Oh, a I, I did store. it. I did it. Well, because you, you can carry yours, but. No, I, um, it was when I was moving to LA. Yeah. I didn't have anywhere to put them. They were yelling, they were whining. Yeah. So I put them on their collars. I walked right into In-N-Out, ordered <laughs> my food, and then I left. Well, at least you had the decency to leave, but I, I would be actually the way I would be like looking at your dogs. Like I wouldn't even really be side eyeing you. I just like kind of be staring at the dogs like there's dogs in In-N-Out, you know, because like dog, it generally I think it's like a quote unquote common sense thing. Um, but it, generally on restaurants, it'll say like no animals allowed. And so obviously it's a cartoon. People are different colors. Oh, yeah. But and I mean, like, he's, he's walking on his hind legs like he's a person. But I really couldn't get over it. You couldn't get over mosquito, <laughs> short for mosquito. I couldn't get over it. I was like, pork chop so is allowed. Of beats in a, the... <laughs> well, the beats and pork chop being allowed in a food place. But he is named Oh my God, Ashley, I just realized. He's a vegetarian. He's named the pork chop. Well, the vegetarianness, there's a line about being a phase, but I just realized he's named pork chop. Your dog is marshmallow and cookie and <laughs> apple is apple. My dog is apple. So really, we already knew our dogs were named after food, you know, but I didn't realize that pork chop too. It's not that common that you find uh, other dogs, you know what I mean? Other people's dogs who are named after food. So wow. Wow. Doug is just like us. You know, they they knew what they were doing. You know, they were like, you know, Ashley's in that crib. She's got a long life ahead of her. We're going to make sure we have something for her. Yes. yes. 91. We got you. We got you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I, what I did appreciate is that they gave us the crush, the bully and the best friend in the first 10 minutes of episode, you know, episodes oh, yeah. are like 22 minutes and they're like, we're going to get to, and they also gave us beats. So we knew what was going to happen. But in terms of costume design, what I thought was interesting is Roger was in his jacket and I was like, he's not hot. Cause everyone else, you know, Doug wears his like khaki shorts and his white t-shirt and his green, you know, vest, which. You know, that vest is probably warm though. Yeah. But like, you know, the, everyone was dressed slightly differently. So I was like, you gotta be hot, uh, Roger. And then Patty, I noticed actually, you know how they used to make, probably still do women and girls, girls specifically, if it didn't like pass, if you put your hands to your side and the skirt didn't pass. um, You couldn't go to school. Yeah. But Patty's skirt was kind of short and not in a, not in a bad way. Right. Uh, but in a way that like school administrators would consider bad, right? Because, and I say not in a bad way, because whatever a girl, whatever anybody is wearing, the idea is if they're wearing that, like spaghetti straps, remember that was a thing? Yeah, wear spaghetti straps. It was, it was, it was a sexualization of young women. And the idea is that boys can't handle themselves, right? And you shouldn't be showing that. Um, But it's like ridiculous, because no matter what, somebody wears things still happen to them unfortunately exactly. yeah. so like it was a trip because i was looking at her skirt and I, she was riding on that little bike and i was like girl that's a little that's it's kind of it's kind of short you know it was flowing in the wind it was cute though it was yeah. cute yeah no i i um i it, it was cute because um i i didn't mention before but in the 
the interaction between Roger and Doug. Yeah. Uh, he slips on a ketchup packet. Yes. And that ketchup gets on the shoe, and that's how that all happened. But later, at the end of the episode, he slips again while he was, you know, trying to talk to Patty. Yep. And he's all nervous. And yeah. I totally relate relate to that because, mm-hmm. goodness. So he slips on the ca- uh, the packet again. And this time, the ketchup lands on her burger. Yes. And then she says, no, she says, no, really, it's okay. You have wonderful aim. And she was so, <laughs> she was so genuine because yeah. he was, he kept, he kept, you know, apologizing. And actually I wrote not all of them on the floor for what? Because I'm thinking, imagine we're all in and out and in and out is generally clean, but in and out Burger King, wherever I'm not, the way we were raised, we're not going to be on the floor. They were all, it was, it was Patty. It was Doug. And then and I think Skeeter. even Skeeter even got yeah. on. And I was like, this is nasty y'all on the floor. Mm-mm. I know they mop i know they're sweet but mm-mm. but it was I mean, cute you it never cute... know ashley might have brought their poodles in there i mean who knows? <laughs> you you never know you never know but it was a cute little under the table moment it was um because he had seen her first when she passed i think when he moved in and then later she passed by at the restaurant and then later she was eating in the restaurant by herself which i was like that's really bold because at that age i wouldn't have been eating i would have been now I eat by myself all the time, but I would have been concerned about the perception of me eating alone, right? Like, oh, Anne doesn't have any friends. Um, So I was like, okay, Patty Mayonnaise is confident. She's just sitting there eating by herself. I love it. I love that for her. I do. You know, why not? Why not, Patty? Oh, boy. That was a, that was really, like you were saying how they introduce all those different elements of the show that are, I mean, that, that is the show. I mean, obviously there's plots that go on between it but i mean as far as the um the characters and how they interact with each other it sets it up very very well yeah yeah well and the thing you know watching these things as an adult is so funny because i i was thinking like this is why we think love at first sight is a thing you know like because it gets re-emphasized in media because like he sees her and literally there's hearts and i think he says i think i love her or something at one point and i'm like we think you can see someone and fall in love but you don't know them right mm-hmm. um and like yes there's vibes and yes there's energy and yes physical attraction is a big part of it but i was like this probably be thinking you're gonna just meet your your quote-unquote soulmate you're gonna know right and it's like not that it's not that simple and this is a cartoon for kids so that's it's not i'm not i'm not like critique i guess i am critiquing it but i'm just making a larger point of like it's so interesting because i was like there are a lot of representations of somebody seeing someone across a crowded room or whatever and being like that's the one I love them and that's just not that's actually often a (laughs) this is not funny but the the one abusive relationship emotionally abusive relationship I was in it was very much like a sparks flew in at the party thing you know what I mean Mm, um and you met him and it just it's just the trip because like and with my therapist and I have talked about it because often if you're, you know, dealing with trauma and you're past, if you're a trauma survivor, whatever that trauma is, often that affects our relationships. And so sometimes when you feel a really strong pull towards somebody, you may, or in my case, let me speak for myself, when I feel a really strong pull, I have to ask myself, like, is this me is it trauma reenactment, right? Am right. I am I actually attracted to this person because of whatever I think, or is it because I notice something subconsciously that uh, that may not be good for me, but is comfortable because it's what I'm used to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> it's just it was a trip to watch that because I was like, 
also as a kid crushes feel so so serious and so big so it was a really good representation but i'm thinking about even adults when it happens oh, yeah. or so you know yeah. and, and and media i mean definitely for me i was dug as a kid mm-hmm. there were people that i was pining up over for and never would talk to yeah but in my head i had this whole thing we were best friends and we played these games together and you know me being a double pisces like I just have this whole world in my head of what's going on. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, that is really dangerous of, of connecting with somebody on that level and not actually allowing yourself time to really see if it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know, I mean, that happened to me. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, we click. We're good. This is awesome. I love it. And then three years later, you're like, what happened? <laughs> where am i girl i remember when you got out that relationship you were like i'm never i'm never doing this again and and you were serious you were it wasn't like it wasn't and i i i believe you've changed that now but at the time it was not okay it was not hyperbole you know it was not hyperbola it was you were quite serious you're like it wasn't worth it you know and and the thing about getting your heart broken right and breaking other people's hearts doing going through all that is it hurts it it hurts so bad so I remember being like I feel you you know I feel you because it was yeah yeah in your case you you moved you know you we've both lived with partners and uh we are both we're both independently not with either of those partners um <laughs> but I, in my case right the moving in taught me a lot because we moved y'all lasted a lot longer me and my ex we moved in when was that 2015 mm-hmm. um yeah I think it was 2015 we moved I, I'm not saying names um but you know who I'm talking about but we moved in and I think it was January and then by April we had to break the lease that's the only lease I've broken early because I was like "Uh uh-uh this is not mm -mm, mm -mm." and y'all were together for over a year in LA right uh yeah just about and I mean prior to that we had lived together before we left so it wasn't like it wasn't like uh you know we're just like all right boom let's go like we had lived together it just was like like I was saying, I like I I thought I had that spark. I thought we really really clicked, and yeah. I was chasing after that image. Mm-hmm. And then you know, eventually you kind of realize that's false. That's not what you're getting. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to reevaluate everything. So, I mean, ooh, and I was a I was a you know, oh yeah, I'll do anything for you, whatever you need, whatever you want an omelet yeah. every day, I got you. You mean to peel that orange for you? I got you. <laughs> and and that's why I said to you, I was like, girl, she didn't deserve you. You know, she didn't deserve you. She really didn't. And if somehow she ever listens to this episode, girl, you did not deserve my sister. You did <laughs> not. Because the thing is, she wasn't, you know, it's great that you you were giving all of that. And and what you needed was somebody who's reciprocating that love. And, and that's what's happened to both of us is we've been in relationships where we're giving a lot and not getting back. And that's not to say I'm always, oh, I'm always the, the giver in my relationship um, and that I haven't ever received anything, but specifically from the outside looking in with your relationship, like there wasn't, uh, you weren't getting that level of care and love whether it was acts of service, you might've been getting like words of affirmation, but like- Words of affirmation was pretty much the, the that was it. 
to yeah. be quite honest. So and then that, gift giving, I guess. Words of affirmation, gift giving. But, but you're it wasn't not even that big on gifts. Exactly. So yeah. So you got yeah, you got that in sex, but sex is a, is uh, unless you're asexual, sex is or choosing or abstinent, sex is generally a part of a romantic relationship. So that it was good though. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not that, gonna lie <laughs> listen listen there have been some not great relationships i've been in and the sex was great but uh the relationship oof, yeah you know it just but, but at least you you know if, if nothing else at least you had good sex because that's not go. that's not always the case that is not <laughs> always the case you know what for anybody uh Anybody who's listening, anybody who's not listening, that is not having good sex, stop everything. It, it, that needs to be fixed. Uh, yeah. It just, it has to be fixed. It just, you can't know. Mm-mm. Well, as mm. as they say on one of our favorite podcasts, the read, uh, break up with him. Um, <laughs> yep. And and bad sex does not necessarily mean you have to break up. However, there was one listener letter. You remember? Ashley? Yeah, I, I remember that one. And it was bad. It was bad because she wanted to incorporate. She wanted to. And I think they did incorporate toys into the bedroom. And then it made him feel like less of a man. But I think before that, she had never orgasmed with him. You know, and I might be c- combining letters, but it just there's, was, it yeah, was there's sad. Two, yeah, but it's, it's yeah, it's definitely really sad that that's a common thing with, um, I guess, particularly heterosexual women yeah yeah. Um, I mean well you know before I came out I was having sex with men and there is sometimes I didn't come and I was kind of like that's weird isn't it (laughs) you know in my head that's what I was thinking (laughs) you know like I was like that's kind of weird and then eventually I'd be like yeah no fuck this and that would stop dating them i didn't date men i more just slept with them i was for gonna a say bit. you didn't really date you they dated thought that i was one. dating them and i kind of feel bad about it but there, there was only one dude that i remember explicitly like that that he thought you were dating slash you kind of were dating and that was at the beginning of culinary school yeah i he I, wanted to make I, you an, yeah he wanted to make you a african african-american princess oh no 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 you're thinking of the the southern guy Oh. That was uh that was this other guy. Um that was that was the dude that I lost my virginity to actually. Hey, wow. uh but yeah, I broke things off with him and uh this is how great of a person I am. Uh-oh. So I have dual monitors. So I had <laughs> this guy on uh she's talking about computer monitors. <laughs> right. So I had this guy on Skype on one monitor, and on the other monitor, I was playing Elder Scrolls. And while I was playing, I said, hey, I'm sorry. It's not working out. This girl's a lesbian. (laughs) This girl's a lesbian. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah. My My life. I did not. My life. I'm trying to do better now. I swear. I'm trying to do better now. You know, the thing is, that's so interesting to me because, you know, as I, I've said to you, not on a podcast, um, I, I think we both have undiagnosed ADHD. And I think that that's part of it, right? Because right. I, in some ways, I think you were probably able to focus, not necessarily more, but you were able to give a different type of attention by playing Elder Scrolls and doing that. 
but to do that during a breakup conversation specifically is wild. And this is pre Zoom, so like it was on Skype. <laughs> yeah, well, wow. dude, dude lived. Um, in my defense, I mean yeah. it's terrible, but he he lives pretty far away. Yeah. Like it was a good like hour or so. Okay. Uh, and. You know, you to... I was just like, we 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 talked a lot anyway on Skype. So I was like, okay, dude, this is this is what it is. Honestly, I'm doing you a favor because I didn't realize it then, but I'm super gay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. Wow. I that's that's wild. What how do you remember how old you were when you when you like actually realized it? When I actually realized I was gay? Yeah. I was 25. Is that when you also came out? Basically, yeah. Okay. Because I talked to you yeah. about it. Um, Anthony, of course, being my gay sibling. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that was a really great source of support for me. I mean, I had friends, obviously, that were of various sexual orientations or whatnot. But like talking to Anthony specifically was like, because I remember I was talking to one of my best friends about it. And uh, I had this moment where I was like, you know, I think I'm gay. And she said, oh, finally. It's <laughs> like, oh, you figured it out. Okay, good. <laughs> wow. And I remember, I remember um, the moment, we won't talk about the, the circumstances, but I remember the moment I told you and you're like, okay. <laughs> like you were, you were like, right. You're like, well, I mean, people at school, this was in high school, right? So you're like, people at school have like wondered why you hang out with so many girls, but you don't have a girlfriend, you know? Like, and and so like, it wasn't, people had asked you too, I think if I recall. Um, so it wasn't like a, a huge shock. And and when you came out, I wasn't surprised, but it was never, I never was like, oh, Ashley's a lesbian or Ashley's queer, or Ashley's bi. I always was just like, Ashley's doing what she does. You know, she, you didn't seem particularly interested in the men you were dating, but I, I thought that might've just been the men, you know? Um, like, but yeah, it turns out she's she's a lesbian. And I remember one time I, I said something a few years ago, I said something about us being both being queer or something. And you're like, I'm a lesbian. <laughs> you're, like, <laughs> you're like, let me be clear. <laughs> And I and not that you have anything wrong with the you you having issues with the word queer, but you're like let let's be specific. Let us be Pacific Ocean with it. I'm a lesbian. Lesbian. But the thing is, is uh, I guess that's that was important to me because for a while, yeah, I did not like calling myself a lesbian. I felt very uncomfortable, yeah, calling myself a lesbian because you know society negative. Um, Connotations, connotations and stuff like yeah. it it, it kind of really got in me which is probably why it took so long for me to figure things out yep uh so yeah when i finally was like yeah i'm a lesbian hey i don't know you but guess what i'm a lesbian <laughs> <laughs> i just, just want to tell everybody because i'm just so proud of myself for being able to acknowledge that part of myself so you know it's just like oh you know here's your change thank you i'm a lesbian <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just—it feels good. It reminds me of Rocco's modern life. Um, nice melons, high five. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm a lesbian, high five. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but the the language is important, right? Being able to say it. And I remember before I came out, like I remember trying to say to myself, 
<laughs> is that cookie or marshmallow? Both. Um, I remember trying to say to myself in the mirror, like, you know, I, when I thought I was bi, I was like, I'm bi, you know, and that was really uncomfortable to say. Um, and I remember, actually, I don't know if I ever told you this or if we ever talked about it, but Christina Aguilera is beautiful. She had a video and, and this was one of the first videos where you saw like two men kiss, right? Like they kissed oh. in the video. And I remember like seeing that and like, I remember feeling sick to my stomach and I was like, well, I can't, <laughs> like, I was like, I can't be bi or gay because that made me feel grossed out. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, basically I was like, I can't be gay because I'm homophobic. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out you know what I mean uh and which also makes sense right because like there's probably a part of me that like really liked seeing it and was uncomfortable by it and so I did really feel sick to my stomach right um but it comes from internalized homophobia right right um, and so it's it's a trip to to just be quote-unquote out and I saw a meme the meme was a tweet I don't remember who who the author was, you know, the at their username, but it was like, at this point, I'm not coming out anymore. If you can't tell I'm a little bit gay, that's on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And which is so funny because like, we're now at a point where it's like, before I was like, you don't ever want to assume someone's gender or sexuality. And this is true. You don't. But also once you get to a certain point of like a number of years of, of being out, um, your opinions change. Like I, I, me and my friends be like, I'm homophobic. You know what I mean? Because sometimes these, these gays specifically, if we're talking about LGBTQ, you know, uh, the L, the L's are generally fine. Although sometimes, you know, y'all be doing a lot, but the gays, the, the gay cis men, oh baby it's not a it's not a I truly am I'm like I'm homophobic I hate you faggots and I'm a faggot you know what I mean right, <laughs> like, I'm just right. like I I can't yeah. I, it's like when you know you, you say I can't stand black people as a black person like I I just can't I just can't I mean sometimes they could just be the absolute worst I just it's like it's like even double yours because it's like okay black people um white people being terrible yep that's normal yep fuck this black person is terrible God. yep <laughs> yep <laughs> well and you know for years i like subconsciously unconsciously whichever both subscribed to the idea not i didn't like realize it but that black people were more homophobic or something you know like have you ever heard that like we as people are more homophobic or transphobic which is not actually true right um, well no it's just the mainly based off of religion right well, it, often it is. It's, it's based on a whole lot of things, but often yeah. it's religion. But the thing is, it, we're not actually more. So it's just like I had like bought into the narrative of that. Right. Like online, because it always seemed like online and media in person, it always seemed like white parents in particular and people, although many of them are horribly homophobic and transphobic and all these things they also seem to be more accepting of their kids than like you know us because we would often tie it to religion but that was also the mainstream thing so we weren't seeing the christians the mormons the jehovah's witnesses who were like nah get the fuck out of my house you know so like mm -hmm. I, I i remember talking to a friend um and I was in my early 20s. So it was, you know, still pretty late. I was young, but late in life. And I had said something about like, I don't know, you know, and then my friend was like, that's a misperception or mis misconception, excuse me, um, about black folks. And I had to like, un I had to re recognize how my anti-blackness, like my internalized anti-blackness showed up because I was being like, yeah, you know, black people are more homophobic. And it's like, no, mm, that's not, yeah. that's not actually like, girl, show me the evidence. Show me the Carfax. Um, I want to see the receipts. I 
show them to me. You know what I mean? But I was being, I was being old and dusty and what I needed to be was young and pruned, young and pruned. I mean, that's what we try to be here. Listen, On old and dusty, we try to be young and pruned. That's right. But when you grow up in a, in a homophobic, transphobic, ableist, white supremacist, patriarchal, et cetera, et cetera, society it makes sense that then we have so much unlearning to do when it comes to our own identities and then we have to and, and that's why right like I remember I had a, a friend um he's now uh uh I don't know if, well yeah he's now a professor um and it's a I was like I can attribute to this his name is Jason Ferguson and he said um the like pride comes from a place of shame and that for example, we have pride in being black because we were taught that being black, not by our parents, but by the world, that being black is shameful, right? There's something wrong with being black. And okay. so pride doesn't have to come from that. But pride often is like, I have pride in this thing. I'm proud, I'm proud to be queer. I'm proud to be a lesbian. I'm proud to be whatever, because you have all said that I shouldn't be this. This is a perversion. This is that, right? And so the pride, <laughs> you have something, <laughs> your, your face over your mouth looks like you got something you got to say. I'm listening. <laughs> I'm listening. It's so great. I'm listening. But, but but, but you know, it's like, it, it's, it's very interesting to think about how often that the pride we feel for some, I, specifically when it comes to identity, right? Right. Comes from like, you told me I'm not going to do this. So I'm proud of this, right? Um, you could just be proud of growing a plant and no one ever told you, you can't grow a plant or you have, you don't have a green thumb, but you're just proud. So that's a different pride. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, when we're talking about the, um, the identities, yeah, I was like, oh, I, I hadn't heard it phrased like that until then, you know? Yeah, no, that definitely makes a lot of sense. I, um, yeah, no, that's just, that's really good. It's very, very powerful because I never, never really thought about, like, there's so many things about us. I mean, we're black, we're Mm -hmm. queer, Mm -hmm. you know, um, (laughs) we're college students. (laughs) You know, there's, there's a lot going on that, um, that we could be shameful about, but well, we try to be, you know, have pride in yeah so my my face was like that because i'm petting cookie because he is being irritating Mm. so believe me i was really enjoying all that wisdom as you always give to me well thank you anthony's always great for that well so the this is the first episode so uh whoever's listening you don't know this yet but uh while we do talk about television shows uh ashley and i uh again think it's undosed undiagnosed adhd but we go on a lot of tangents so this is this is a a, um a feature and not a bug of the podcast um (laughs) this will happen a lot and one of the things i'm going to bring it back to doug one of the well, two two notes, right? Because I did it in chronological order. One was, he said, meet at 7 a.m. at the pond. And I was like, you're making him get up at seven. That means you also have to get up at seven to go meet at the pond. Not get up. You have to get up before seven, right? To get there at seven, to make fun of him. It was very silly. I was like, they don't have school? Is it a weekend? I you just know what, it, what, 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 what struck me is how in depth it was, how very elaborate this scheme was yes it wasn't just i'm gonna throw you in the trash can because you you know spilled ketchup on me you know yeah i'm I'm not gonna shove you in your locker yes no i'm gonna give you this explanation on what a nematode is yes how important it is to the city yes it's 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 history it is just you need to know everything and then we're gonna wake up early and I'm going to make you look all embarrassed. It's going to be great. 
It's Listen, amazing. Roger, the way you describe that, Roger's actually very, he had a lot of thought. He's, there's a lot of planning going into that. He, um, um, he, he got held back because he wasn't trying. It's, it's not because he's not, you know, intelligent. He just wasn't trying. That's right. That's yeah. right. Um, and the dumpster's smart because like the dumpster, the locker, because they went outside and I was like, oh, he about to throw him in the dumpster. I couldn't remember what he did. Um, but then it was the nematode thing. I was like, this is elaborate, all for some ketchup on some suede shoes, which he then messed up later. Uh, I don't know if you caught that because he was in the pond yeah, up to his shins with yeah. them shoes on. But yeah. the, the note I have after the 7 a.m. at the pond was that they were talking. He was like, oh, you made some friends fast because it was the next morning and and Doug was getting up to go Doug with his, his beat bags, by the way, with his beat bags and like three hairs. Like, why is this child? Why is this child bald? Why is this child Caillou? Why is this grown up Caillou? Um, but so the dad said, I was like, this is so interesting. The dad said, you know, kids today have so many more advantages than we had. And then the mom says, be happy. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh, like, I missed that. It was so, they're in the kitchen, I think. Oh, it was okay. so interesting. Um, Cause like, and then he passed Mr. Dink and Mr. Dink had the tape or whatever. Oh, okay. But, okay, so it was then, okay. Yeah, it was then, but I was like, this is so interesting because I don't remember what it was in reference to, but the fact that she was like, and I, I thought about this when we were talking about like our queerness and all of this because we're living in a world that's better uh, better each day, although also so much more horrible, but better each day for, for young queer people, right? And so um, thinking about the, you know, kids today have so many more advantages than we had um, because, and that goes for the generations before us because, for example, we... Uh, were in our young adolescence um, when the internet was like more widely available. And so we got to have like some other, we didn't have as much media representation, but we did get to have like online forums and chat rooms and other stuff where we could like, you know, um, talk about these things and learn things. Uh, so I, I did think about that while we were talking about it because um, kids do have more advantages and that's something we should want. You know what I mean? Exactly. We should always want it yeah. to be easier um, rather than being like, well, you know, I had it so hard. I'm going to make it hard on you. Like, girl, what? Like that boomer ass idea of, of I'm going to put you through the ringer because I went through the ringer is trauma. It's trauma reenactment. And yeah. it's you putting the trauma onto somebody else. Like it's not even you re-experiencing the trauma for yourself. You're putting it onto somebody else. And that hazing shit has got to go. It's it just doesn't make any sense it's old and dusty it's the oldest and the dustiest because what did you do all your life what did you work for if you're just going to make your children and your grandchildren have to do the same thing work as hard as you did yeah like that's what i don't understand to me like i mean i don't have any children by choice and like if i ever did i would want their lives to be better than mine I mean, children, no children. I want everybody's lives to be better than mine. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> we laugh so we don't cry. Basically. <laughs> yes. Basically. No, for, for real. For real. Um, and one thing that's changed is, is I, I want everybody's lives. I want everybody to have a good life, including me, you know? And I think I, one of the things, you know, therapy is always something you and I both talk about a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things, you know, my therapist said in a session over the summer of last year was like, like, 
can you see, he asked me and he was like, can you see a future for yourself where you're happy? And like, I didn't realize until he asked me that I wasn't seeing futures for myself where I was happy. I was like, I'm constant, like been dealing with depression since I was like 14, like since I started puberty basically, you know? Um, and then it's gotten really bad as I've gotten older and um, depression and anxiety. And so like, when he said that, I was like, damn, like I had always just thought like it was again unconscious right right I wasn't I wasn't consciously thinking like oh, I'm gonna be unhappy forever right but when I was thinking of futures I wasn't thinking of like uh not just me being happy but also deserving happiness right and love and all these other things so yeah it's um mm. I mean for mm. me uh if I were to make a vision board right of my future yeah it would be an apartment complex a parking spot and it would be my student loan debt just being gone. Yeah. If I had those three things, I would be so, 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 so much happier. Because, I mean, that's like, I mean, having your own parking spot, Anthony. <laughs> we both lived in L.A. I truly, and I live in <laughs> Oakland now, and you visited me in the parking, in any city, any city. It's just the... I, I truly do. I feel you on the dedicated parking spot, your parking spot. It doesn't have to be a garage. Yeah. It doesn't have to be just my own, my own spot. Yeah. And I'll be really, really happy. But it's wild, right? That your bar is that, that low, <laughs> that low, <laughs> you know, and, and mine, mine generally is too, I'm trying to raise it. But part of the thing about raising it is that like, I think one of the reasons I didn't most of my life is that having higher expectations when they aren't met, right. Um, which often they aren't, then it sucks. And so if you just, you know, like they say, shoot for the, shoot for the moon, shoot the for stars? the stars, shoot for the stars and land on the moon. Right. But mm -hmm. instead I was like, I'm shooting for, I don't know, I'm shooting for eye level and, and landing <laughs> at crotch level because, or excuse me, I'm shooting at crotch level. And if I land at, at crotch level, then that's great. Cause that's what I expect. But if I land at eye level or above, then that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's a bonus, right? Because the thing is, if you have low expectations <laughs> back to how, what we were talking about with men and, and dating, all these things, yeah. um, if you have low expectations, right. Then it's hard to be disappointed because you're already disappointed. 21 already Jump Street. That's what it was. Oh, uh, I told you it come to me. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. They remade it. They remade. That was the old. It was the old movie. Yeah, uh, will, yeah, yeah. I think television so. show. I forget, but they remade it with I think Jonah Hill. Yeah, but it was funny though. I remember liking it. I, I don't remember it. much. I just remember liking it. Were they cops? They were undercover cops or something like that. Okay, yeah. I, I uh, remember like the cover, but I don't think I saw it. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what Roger is. It's Jonah Hill. That's, that's Roger. Mm. You just got a little taller is all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're, I, although I do want a parking spot when I think of the things like the bare minimum, uh, I've told you this before. I want a washer and dryer. Oh my God. Yes. Like in ideally in unit, uh, but I would even take in the building if uh, they consistently worked because they do not consistently work at this building. Um, but in unit is the dream, like having it in unit um, because the way I hate going to the laundromat and the way that has just increased during the pandemic. Ooh, um, so yeah, but a parking spot would be ideal. Um, and similar to you, I don't know that I need to own a home, but I do want stability. And so like part of me wants a home, right? Like, oh, okay. I get a you. home that's mine. But like the other part of me is like, 
you know, because it also sucks to be paying. One, I do understand that being a homeowner in terms of, uh, I understand to the extent that I can, in terms of taxes, in terms of upkeep, all of that is expensive. Um, it's a lot of responsibility. You got to do all that. And I also know that it sucks that I've, I moved out when I was like 21, 22, and I'm 32 now, be 33 this year. So I've been paying rent for 10 years and it's not going toward anything, right? It's going to, to the landlords. Right. And, and it, you know, to be fair, you got a capitalism, right? So I got to pay to have a place to live. So it's not like it's wasted money, but it would be nice if the place I was in, right? Like that was going, the money I was spending was going toward me eventually being able to like stay there, you know, um, and, and, and have that place be mine. I think that is... I think that's a really cool idea, but for me, I um, maybe it just goes back to when we grew up yeah. about how we moved around all the, all time, the time, all the time, all the time. So it feels weird to me, yeah, to be at a place for longer than a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I don't even like putting pictures or anything on the walls because I'm like, why? I'm going to be moving out in a year and a half. You know. Yeah, we've talked about this because I used to do the same thing. It was this place, this place I'm at right now, when I moved back to Oakland in, in October 2019, this is the only place that I've really, like, decorated. You know what I mean? Like, you've seen it. Like, I have new art on the walls. I have wall decals. Like, I have a bunch of plants. But before, I wouldn't get that because I would move. Like, you know, like, uh, since we were, since I was... When we sold the house, I was about 14, I think, in Vacaville. And so since 14, so we moved a lot before then, but sometimes it would be a few years, right? It could be up to like four, I think. Um, but what, and yeah, about five, because in Vacaville, we were at that one house from, I think I was nine to like 14. But then since then, we've moved, even if it's not cities, it's just neighborhoods, different houses, we've moved every year to two years. And then that yeah. continued in my adult life. So when I moved out uh, as a young adult at like 21, I, you know, I was with my first roommate, we call each other co-tenants, because um, that's what it said on the lease, you know, we, we had our own rooms, uh, and so roommate felt like a misnomer, um, but that place I was at for, I think, like a year and a half, and then I moved, and then studied abroad, uh, so then I wasn't in that place, and then I came back and got a place with my ex, and then, you know what I mean, like, all the places I was at has, have only been about two years. <laughs> Your dogs make the funny i mean all my apple does too but um yeah he's he's upset i think they want to go out but i'm not trying to do that right now but <laughs> if you keep looking at the camera you'll see him like rolling around throwing a fit it's great yes, yes. uh we are approaching um well i don't i think it's including the test i did but we're at i'm at an hour and two minutes so yeah i'm um, about the same as well so we're in a good place if you do need to take them out. Um, I'm wondering, do we have any closing uh, closing thoughts on, on Doug, on uh, low standards, on- um, Relationships, lesbians, women gays in not general. coming. Um, oh, man. All right. So, you know, you said women not coming, and that's just really sad. Yes. really 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 sad speaking yeah. as somebody that has had sex and did not come yeah. it is horrible and nobody should have to deal with that ever if that is happening to you call this number i'm kidding 
Um, <laughs> unless you unless you don't need to, right? Because there are instances uh, and with certain partners, right, where orgasm is not the focus or is not uh, doesn't need to happen. Um, and right. there's but there's a difference, right, between your partner not being able to bring you to climax, right, and then you choosing to not climax or you like for a session, right? There, there that's a big difference. If somebody can't do it, um, right. that's different than like, oh, I, I, I I'm not that big. I'm I'm not tripping on if I come or not. You know what I mean? But yes. So so let me rephrase that. If you are not satisfied with Period. your partner and or partners. Period. Uh then you need to have a talk with them and figure out if you could make something work, if something else could be done. You know, you have to your partners, sexual partners, casual partners, who cares? Your partners. Mm-hmm. If they don't give a shit, drop them. Just fucking um break up with them even though you're not together you're breaking up with them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's uh and as far as doug goes um i was uh really surprised uh how good it is the art style i thought was kind of funny because it's definitely like dated yeah like yeah. you can you can tell like the animation is like older like it kind of reminds me of like old uh, disney um films yeah like watching robin hood or something like that animation style yeah. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed watching the episode and um, talk to your partner. <laughs> <laughs> there's a TikTok and someone at the beginning, this is relevant. There's a, at the beginning, the dude is saying something like, um, yeah, yeah, I really like your shoes. And then there's a pause. <laughs> I wish my uh, father was more present in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that feels like that's so sad <laughs> because well yes but you're like you're like yeah enjoy doug and talk to your partners <laughs> but yes i um i really enjoy it's it's i i think it's fascinating that like we and not just you and me but we all know that that skeeter is black you know um and uh i think it's you know i i and I think one of the things that Doug did well, right, is that it gave us different skin tones uh, itself and then also gave us non-human skin tones. You know what I mean? Like it gave us, which <laughs> goes back to the phrase that white people be saying, I don't care if you're white or black or green or yellow or polka dot. Oh my God. <laughs> so maybe that was actually, you know, maybe it came from that place. But regardless of the intent, the impact, right, is actually good because it was cool as kids to see you know, this, this, and I think that's why we saw him as black, right? Because there wasn't anybody who was visibly black on the show, um, but there was this cool looking uh, blue character, right? Uh, who were like, oh yeah, that's, that's a nigga. <laughs> so, like, sorry, I just remembered. I know we're closing, but yeah. But the, the, one of the kids that was with Roger. Yes. Did he look like a carrot to you? That sounds familiar. I remember they all looked very ridiculous. They all looked very silly. I don't remember specifically thinking okay. carrot, but if I saw a screenshot, I'd probably agree. I will show you a screenshot later because dude just straight up looks like a carrot. Yes. Like head up. Even has the uh, the leaves, um, what do you call it? The sprout on top. Mm, mm. Um, but yes, yeah, definitely. Polka dot, all those things are represented. I love it. 
Yeah, no, I really, I really did love that he worked for Pennies because we used to go to, you know, Pennies or Sears and get our our family, not even used to, I think it still happens, but get our, our, our portraits done. So I was like, and I think that's what he said, like, that's why he moved. And I was like, dang, like, it must be rough because wherever you move from, like, you move to a place for like a department store job, like, you know what I mean? Like, that, a job is a job, so that's not shade. Um, it just is like, that sucks that the whole family had to move, right, from where they were. Um, and it's it's not like they moved like we you know dad was in the air force so like that was why we moved um so it was like a necessity but uh to move because of a penny's job i was like dang that's maybe you know a new it, it opened it was a new one a megalomart yeah. oh you know what it could be it could be like he's managing that branch it's a it's a pay grade up like you know pay pay upgrade new pay grade all that um okay so all that in closing um Doug was fun. Um, uh, I forget who, Sheree. Uh, it was fun. Um, I like the beat. Uh, <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. Um, this is really, this is really nice. So uh, this is the first episode and we didn't really give any introduction, but just the for context, for clarity, um, this started because I had the idea to Ashley and I don't get to hang, don't get slash we're old enough to say like, we don't make enough time to hang out, you know, together. Um, but we really love each other. And I don't really love talking on the phone all that much. Uh, Ashley doesn't really love texting. Um, so this was, I was like, how can we like hang out? Um, and, and I was like, okay, well, we could just have like a movie night or whatever once a week, or we could have like a, um, TV night or whatever. And then I was like, you know what? We're funny. Let's record this. And I was like, we'll do it. I pitched it to Ashley. I was like, we'll do it for fun. If back in like November, um, and it's now November, 2021, it's now February, 2022. And we're recording this. And um, yeah, I was like, we could, we'll just basically we're going to hang out on zoom, you know, and invite people in to that hangout because we're, as you can see, uh, as we can see who it's weird to talk to people who we don't actually see and who we don't it's know not a listening. visual medium though yeah but as you can hear <laughs> right or at some point it would be great to have a transcript if, especially if the the podcast if people enjoy it more people enjoy it for accessibility it would be nice to have a transcript of what we say for folks who can't listen or want to read it but um my point is that uh we're just like, we're funny, we're silly. We like to watch stuff and comment on it. We like to talk shit. So like, why not just talk? And it's so it's cool to, to do that and, you know, to, to have time every week to do that. So um, yeah, this is episode one. Um, one, not one and done because this is just the first. And the other thing is if at any point we're like, nah, this is a pain, uh, we don't like it, we're, we're gonna stop. So if you become a mega fan um, for some reason- and, No, no, uh, it's okay. We'll get the merch out. You can buy all that stuff before we stop. Period, period. That's right, that's right. Um, so yeah, this has been old and dusty. Um, we are- Young and pruned. Yes, we are attempting to be young and pruned uh, and we are succeeding. Um, thanks for listening. And um, talk to your partners. Please do. Open and honest communication. Get yours. I, I'm sure they're getting theirs. And if not, then that's neither of you getting yours. Talk to your partners. Talk to your partner. Even if your partner is yourself. <laughs> Sorry, home passion. <laughs> You gotta make oh sure. Oh my God. Diva Lacey and her home passion. Oh my God. Oh, I forgot to say at the beginning, shout out to House of Libretto um, because that is where our name comes from. Um, 
what's the difference between young and pruned and old and dusty you know shout out to the house of libretto um but yes ash i was just listening to the scam goddess uh or scam added the i was just listening to scam goddess and i heard it it was a a commercial for mcdonald's i believe where she added in home passion and i was like (laughs) and home passion is her euphemism for masturbation self-love whatever so i was like but mcdonald's don't know that you know like because i'm not i bet they're not listening that deeply to like the archive of her podcast so i was like i love this because she's advertising for a company that i do not like and i don't know how she feels about but i'm sure are giving her good money and so she's like you know what i'm gonna do you know it's in my head i'm gonna throw in home passion because if i have to advertise for them to get this money (laughs) then i'm gonna do it the way i want to i love her so much shout out shout out to lacey mosley diva lacey um she's great uh, and shout out to the read because we've been listening to the read since it came out. Um, we went and saw them live. It was awesome. We did. We actually did. we got to talk to them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, briefly for Very brief, briefly. Yeah. brief moment. Bye. <laughs> Sat the place we gonna have a little family? No.